This morning, I'd like for you to join me in the reading of the scriptures uh, from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Some years ago, uh, the late Stephen Covey wrote a book titled Seven Habits for Highly Effective People. In it, he shared practical principles for leading and for living as well. And I thought, you know, I, I went to the seminars and all that, and as I was sitting there, I thought, well, we too have a manual that has all the practical principles that we need for living and for leading. We just need to read it and then put it into practice. Uh, the beginning of a new year offers us the opportunity to start afresh, to change the behaviors and the patterns that are destructive in our lives. And remember, you are in charge of your life. If you don't like your life, you are the only one that can change it or improve it. As most of us know, our character is basically a composite of our habits. Ralph Waldo Emerson said it this way, plant a thought, reap an action. Plant an action, reap a habit. Plant a habit, reap a character. Plant a character, reap a destiny. Habits are powerful in our lives because they are consistent, often unconscious patterns. They constantly express our character and produce our effectiveness or ineffectiveness. You know, you've heard of, oh, Joe, he's always late at everything. That's a habit. I hope there's no Joe here, but you know what I'm saying? Horace Mann, the great educator, uh, once said, habits are like a cable. We weave a strand of it every day, and soon it cannot be broken. Personally, I do not agree with the latter part of that statement because I believe that through Christ, all things are possible. Now, in the text we read this morning, we are encouraged to lay aside, <clears throat> to throw off, to get rid of the sin that so easily entangles us. So that we can do, uh, run with endurance the race that is set before us, just as Christ did. Now, the authorship of this book of Hebrews is unknown to us. Some scholars believe that it was Paul, the Apostle Paul, who wrote it. But we're not sure. 
Nevertheless, we are encouraged to lay aside any extra baggage or sin that so easily paralyzes us. Um, these habits and behaviors and sins keep us from running the race that is marked for us. Now, let me show you a little bit how this would look like in our lifetime. Here, Brother Scott is going to help me show you how this works. Uh, through life, we, we start collecting stuff. Uh, and here we have a few things. Like, you know, envy. Why does she have more than I do? Why does he have more than I do? Strive constantly. Um, unforgiveness. I can't forgive what that woman did to me or what that man did to me or what my neighbor did to me. And we continue to accumulate overspending, buying stuff we don't need. It's all junk. And then we give it away and we wonder, why did I even get that? Smoking. Our bodies is a temple of the Holy Spirit. We shouldn't be going around. <laughs> no, we need to let it go. Um, gossiping. We got to tell everybody somebody else's story. We don't tell our story, but we go on. You know what? If it is not your story, don't tell it. And you know, there's more. Oh, my brother, thank you. Lying. That's another habit. We, we just, oh, Lord Jesus, yes. And which one is this one? Workaholic. We got to be at the office. We got to be working all the time. Even if we're at home, we don't enjoy the time. This thing is killing me. With our kids because we got to be working all the time. And there is more. Oh, Lord Jesus. And which one is this one, brother? Overeating. Overeating. Well, I'm so stressed out. I come home and I can't help it. I got to have some of the brownies that Miss Jenny made for me. But I just can't just tell taste a little bit of it. I got to have a whole bowl because I'm so stressed out. And then here, criticism, destructive. We got something to tell about everybody and everything. We got a critical, negative uh, statement to make. And then resentment. Oh, I can't forget or forgive what little Susan did to me. You know what that word resentment means? We feel the same sentiment over and over. And when we see that little Susie coming in, we growl like a dog. I, how can I get even with her? And we go on through life. And you know, there's more negativity if it's raining you get gloomy and it's bad that it's raining if the sun is out well why is it out i'm gonna get burned today you know and if anybody tells you i'm not feeling well you better check yourself because that happened to my auntie lowly and she ended up dead uh arrogance i can't do anything i'm all knowing i'm all powerful and you know what how can we run the race? How can we even walk? I'm having a hard time with all these things of, on me. And you, you know, we are heavy burdened. And the Lord says, come on down, my child. Lay your burdens upon me. Cast your burdens upon me. The brother got me so tangled up, I don't know if I can get out of all of this. You know, he, little by little, we got to come to the foot of the cross. He's inviting us and lay it all there because he's the author and perfecter of our faith. Friends, many times we go through life like this. 
carrying all the burdens from the family, the husband, the children, the spouse, the wife. Could have, should have, would have. And in doing so, we don't enjoy the today. Some people become Christians and, and they get all crazy. All the things I can't do because I'm a Christian now. No, they, they're miserable. They go from one mystery to the other because they don't invite the Holy Spirit to come into their life. That's why Jesus sent him. So that he would fill our hearts with joy unspeakable and full of glory. I believe that life is not a destination. It is a journey. We got to enjoy the journey. We got to be able to laugh and enjoy one another. Dance a little, sing a little, live a little, or a lot. Because our time here on earth is short. You see, in these verses, the writer makes a, a comparison between our spiritual race and the races which took place in those days in the city of Rome and Greece. And these runners were trained with weight on their feet. But the day of the race, the weights were removed, and the runners felt free as to win to run with endurance. You and I cannot run this race with endurance as long as we're carrying all these burdens, as long as we are tangled up by sin and bad habits. There's no way we can do that. We must break these bad habits before they break us. You're maybe wondering, well, how do I do that? I'm glad you asked. One, honesty. Takes honesty. We must admit the destructive power of these bad habits or sins or struggles in our lives. No one else can do that for us. Number two, it takes willpower. The person must want to do it. Three, it takes inviting the Holy Spirit to come and to help us, to empower us to do what we need to do. And fourth, keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. As the Apostle Paul said, forgetting those things that are past, pressing toward the mark for the price of a high calling in Christ. In other words, stay the course. Keep your eyes on Jesus. According to Stephen Covey, the first habit is to be proactive. To focus on a circle of influence and remain in control of your actions. Now, what is the opposite of being proactive? Being reactive. Galatians 5, 23 tells us, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You and I have at our disposal all of these precious fruits. They're basically the character of Jesus Christ. 
You and I can exercise self-control. We cannot exercise it daily without the constant help of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need the Holy Spirit so that we can exercise the self-control. You see, it is the grace of God that enables us to say no to sin and the destructive desires of the flesh. That's what Titus 2.11 tells us. Self-control is developed in us as we spend quality time with the Lord, as we spend quality time in his word. The word proactive means more than taking an initiative. It implies that we take responsibility for our behavior, for our actions. As Kobe attested, our behavior is a function of our decisions, not our conditions. In other words, you and I have the ability to choose our actions and reactions. We are responsible. That's what the word responsibility really means. Beloved, God is calling us to be proactive. See, proactive people are driven by faith. Reactive people are driven by feelings. And their surroundings, an example would be if treated right, they are happy. If not, they get defensive. They're like pressure cookers. You don't know exactly when they're going to go off. What might you say, and all of a sudden they go, ah! And you just said, what happened? They're responsive people. Proactive people build their emotional lives on the relationship that they have with Jesus Christ. Reactive people build their emotional life around the behaviors of others. Empowering the weakness of others to control their lives. Proactive people are victorious people. Reactive people are victimized people. You see, you and I are called to be more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. Do not let your sins, your struggles, your bad habits define your worth. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you overcome the bad habits and the sins in your life. Today, my friends, is the first day of the rest of your life. Today, you could start anew, afresh, and ask the Holy Spirit to empower you, and to help you overcome these bad habits in your life. He can do it. You know, if you're wondering here today, am I proactive or am I reactive? All you have to do is ask the person that lives with you. And you say, well, I I live by myself. I'm off the hook. I don't have to ask anybody. Oh, yes, you do. 
That's the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that he is the spirit of truth. He speaks the truth and he leads us into all truth. God gave us the gift of life so that we can enjoy our relationship with him and worship him. Not so that we can be miserable. Yes, friends, there's going to be difficulties. There's going to be tragedies and, and crises. We're in a fallen world. It's all part of it. However, he has promised us never to leave us nor forsake us. If we believe that he's a sovereign God, and he is, whether we believe it or not, if we believe that he's the creator of heaven and earth and everything in it, and he is, if, it, if we choose to believe it or not, then we have to believe that all things are working together for our good. No matter what it looks like, there's purpose. And he created each and every one of us with a divine purpose, with a divine destiny. The choice is ours. We choose to be proactive and follow that divine destiny that he has for us. Or we choose to stay tangled up in the burdens of life. It is a dysfunctional world. And we are dysfunctional people. Yes, maybe daddy left. And you thought to yourself, if he left, who's going to want me? Maybe mother left. Or maybe they were at the house, in the house, but were emotionally dis disconnected from you. And because of that, you've developed certain habits. Or maybe a fa you call it a failure in your marriage, in your business, as you raised your children. Or maybe you don't even know what to do with your life. And people have labeled you. Sometimes I sit in my office with people that are in their 70s, and they're still hearing the negative words that mom and dad spoke over their lives 60 years ago. Because words have power. And in my heart, I am certain that this person has carried all of that all this time. Yet yeah, they have been attending church. But have never had an encounter with Jesus Christ. Have never experienced the love of Christ. And know that they can be delivered from those negative words or that negative past. That once you and I come to Christ, we become a new creation. Friends, beloved, the choice is ours. Going through life carrying all of this, or deciding today, the first day of the rest of your life, that you're going to lay all of that at the foot of the cross. And you're going to see yourself as the Father sees you. 
and you're going to run the race and fulfill the divine destiny that he has just for you. The choice is ours. The choice is yours. Leave behind, lay aside, as they would say in AA, your hang-ups and your hurts, your struggles, your sins that have so easily entangled you in your mind, in your heart, in your body, and run the race with perseverance, keeping your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Come and minister to our hearts this morning. You know the hurts, the hang-ups, the sins which have paralyzed us. Deliver us today, O oh blessed Holy Spirit. Help us to sense your love. And know how much you truly love us. And we, may we come out of the grave as Lazarus did. May we take off the chains and the shackles, Lord. And be ready to run the race from this day forward. With your mind. As, as the word says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Trust in your word. And knowing that your presence will go with us. Help us to be proactive people. Not reactive but people who have been called out of darkness into your wonderful light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.